Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo. Yo, 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 yo. One, two, one, two. Hello ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Acting Inspired with me, Lewis Goody. I'm talking quietly because I'm embarrassed because I'm using a microphone on a beach in Ibiza. People are looking at me weird. But um, I've tried to do this a million times today. Hopefully this will be the last and will be successful. But this is the catch-up pod. Okay? The C-U-P. The cup. Because, <laughs> um... Obviously, it's been a while. I haven't done one for ages. My bad. I'm not going to make up excuses. Clearly, I still need to be get better at keeping promises to myself and other people. I'm only doing myself a disservice by not doing this. But, yeah. I just wanted to, to catch up before I get to where I'm at now and then start again with the kind of diary-esque thing pod but um, I'm in a good place and I think there's a number of reasons for that one being that you know I'm doing what I wanted to be doing I'm making money through making theatre and making film and you know surviving from doing just that obviously still hugely down to the commercials and stuff but yeah so that's all good and I, I feel I feel great but let me catch you up I think where I last left off was when I was about halfway through May I think I did a a pod entitled Lazy Bastard because I am one and I didn't do a pod for ages so this is a kind of Lazy Bastard take two but since I last spoke to you I have done my play so that was two months and maybe it's been another month since then and now I'm out in Ibiza. I'll get to that on the next pod, which I'm also going to try and do today. So yeah, as you like it. It was awesome. I mean, it was good and bad. Ups and downs. As there is with everything we do ever. But I thought maybe I'd go through all the good points and the bad points. And try and be as honest as I can about, I don't know, my life as an actor so far. As I think this is the kind of direction that the podcast is going in. Hopefully I'll still do the interviews when I come across people who inspire me to to speak to them about what it is they're doing but for now yeah this is what I've been up to so as you like it it was great you know I one of my dreams one of my one of the things that I really needed to tick off my checklist was to play a lead in a Shakespeare play which I've now done I played Orlando in as you like it uh, it was a tough part required a lot of work and energy and time and I think the result was pretty fucking good, if I may say so myself. Not just Orlando, obviously, the whole fucking thing was pretty cool. The cast, I must say, like, the the casting of that play was unbelievable. Everyone was strong and 
good and looked after each other on stage and off so in that respect it was perfect so that that's one thing that that was was good about it you know i got to tick that off my list and experience the work that's required to do a role like that and i i know that myself i take a very long time to learn lines and things like that so or i was at that point in time that has actually got way better with practice as well um and i guess i'll come to that with when i talk about the self tapes and things that i've been doing because the lines just seem to be flooding into my head a lot easier than they were before i did as you like it but i spent a long time before starting the show learning the lines and doing any work that i could already without sort of solidifying anything too heavily so i'd be solidly ready for you know to go into a room with a group of actors offer things up do the scenes take direction work with a director to create you know their vision as well as the ideas that i had myself and it was good you know it really paid off i basically was off book from the first day onwards and that really helped sort of free things up i know there is a danger of being off book and uh you know having the lines in your head in a set way and you know making it difficult to change if that's what's required um but i didn't have that problem i did i tried not to sort of make any definite choices um just lots of options and constantly every day kept working on the text even when i knew it just just trying it in different ways and tr- thinking every day about what it was that I was trying to do as Orlando so that that was really something that you know I would do again in future definitely uh, anytime I do a play is get it down and get some choices options and ideas up so that I can come into the rehearsals situation with something to give so that was great also the play was great you know it was outdoor it was in the summer that was pretty fucking cool anyway um it did rain a fair bit but i think we only got rained off once and then we only had a couple of shows where it rained you know during but not very much so that wasn't too bad um but again i mean it's another experience of doing something like that in a in an obscure setting and i say that because most of the stuff i've done has been you know i've did a play in the old Vic Tunnels which was we had to be mic'd up because the space was so acoustically bad. I did a play after that at uh, Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. We were mic'd up for that but it was slightly different because it wasn't to make us louder, it was just to kind of carry the sound through the auditorium Um, so that was cool and then I did Romeo and Julia up in Manchester which was also mic'd and that was in like a Victorian bathhouse I think I'm yet to do a play inside an actual sort of conventional theatre which is quite cool you know that's my my catalogue is all all of these obscure places but places that are way bigger than a, the traditional kind of theatre so that gives me confidence that I would be able to fill up a spe- you know a, a standard or normal or usual theatre auditorium what else have I got to say about it so it 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 was I, it's, this is kind of difficult to talk about as well but I think you know as I've sort of made a make as I'm making a transition through this well th- this whole agent thing at the moment um, I I wanted to use As You Like It and having this lead role to enable me to try and change things up agent wise um, this is obviously a sensitive subject so I you know I have to be 
careful about how I put this, but uh, I mean, I think it's fair to say that we all go through this and it's, it's so integral to our career to have the right agent. Um, someone you can work with and someone who works hard for you and I'm not saying that my current agent didn't work hard for me but I do think that maybe uh, you know in the time that we've had in five years our our ideas haven't quite met up and gelled exactly so this was a good opportunity for me to reach out to agents and stuff like that and try and think about you know well, finding someone new, basically, and someone that I might be able to connect with. So I wrote to a lot of people. An interesting thing happened during the rehearsal process of As You Like It, whereby uh, my current agent at the time found out, or, or didn't find out. Uh, it was very odd, because basically in the second week of rehearsals, somehow, and I don't know whether they guessed this, or it was just something... Some people have told me that sometimes agents just you know, will assume that that's the case. Um, but they basically thought that I was looking for a new agent. And they called me in the second week of rehearsal and, and questioned me about this, which was very odd, because at that point in time, during this show, I hadn't written to anyone. So they anything they did know would have been referring to uh, maybe a conversation that I'd had with someone in the early stages of the rehearsal process for this, or like way back when I was doing Romeo and Juliet and I did meet up with another agent and stuff but I think that the best option for me in that situation where I was being asked those questions was to be as honest as I could be um, and I did say yes I, I, when I was doing Romeo and Juliet I did meet another agent but that didn't work out because it wasn't right for me I mean uh, because it didn't work out it wasn't. they weren't right for me so I was honest about that and to their credit and much to my surprise I, I obviously I've never been through that experience before um, and it was only at this moment that I realised how important we are as actors because they weren't angry or annoyed or maybe they were slightly annoyed but they weren't they didn't go nuts on me they the first thing they tried to do was convince me to stay um and you know i said well yeah well, I, i'm still thinking about it and we'll see what happens um and i did write to other agents still because i do feel that something isn't quite right no matter how much they work for me because you know i i've had casting directors etc tell me how great my agent is and how how wonderful they are and how much they respect and love me and push for me and all that stuff so it was kind of it's a difficult thing to do because it's a relationship that you build up and I've been with these guys for five years or so since I left drama school so it's it's not easy but yeah it, it was kind of almost kind of nice to to have it out in the open and get that off my chest in a way because I felt much more free then and able to to think about it and decide what's best for me rather than be scared of upsetting someone or you know and a lot of people don't have this problem I am a bit of a wimp when it comes to this kind of thing but it was good it freed me up and made me feel good and and then also I guess I mean I guess it, it, it uh, in that discussion where they sort of quizzed me about looking for someone else 
I I expressed some of my feelings about what wasn't working and you know the fact that I thought that I was you know not being put up for things certain things that I would like to be put up for and um, I guess conversations that I've been too scared to have in the past and I confronted those fears and told them that and then as a result of that I started getting more um, you know uh, more of the kind of auditions that I wanted even you know within a couple of weeks I'd done maybe three self tapes that that I, I'd never done a self-tape with them before, I don't think. Um, and as I want to sort of, as you probably guess from the America podcasts and that, it's something I, I want to explore and something I want to get into. Um, more screen work and eventually make my way over to America and work in that medium, in that environment. And they took me much more seriously with the circumstances of wanting to leave or wanting to find a new agent. So that's really cool and I... I got the opportunity to express those feelings and stuff was done about it and so whatever happened with agents and stuff after that was you know uh, only a, a bonus or, or another option because something did start to change um, which is great I, I guess another plus side which I sort of said already is that now I know I'm capable of a lead in the theatre or in a show at least in a play uh, maybe not in a theatre but you know whatever and that was really cool because it's not something that I was able to discover at drama school I didn't really have that opportunity because I didn't I wasn't ever given a part like that and trusted with a part like that so to be able to do that and show myself and everyone else that I can do that was a great thing I'm gonna stop waff stop waffling about that now but I, 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 I'm really censoring the way I speak for some reason I'm trying not to be too loud and I don't know it's weird how strange I, this is something I clearly need to overcome as well what else is there yeah so like the play itself was great we we told a good story um, as best we could with the director and like I say there were ups and downs but I think I'll, I'll get to that in a minute it's something I need to build up to because again it's difficult to talk about downs because in this business you're constantly worried about you know not bloody working again or whatever so we always have to censor what we say but I, I feel like I owe it to myself for the podcast and to anyone listening to be truthful and and say how I really feel and and yeah so anyway I the reviews for as you like it were really cool they they seemed to like it um it was a weird one for me because the review there were no I, I didn't get any bad mentions at all but like there when there was something said about me it was there were, it was very little and that's not a bad thing at all and I'm not sort of getting myself getting down on myself for that because you know fuck I mean I did a good job according to those papers and those reviewers and stuff and I mean I, it, there was also a slight compromise in a lot of them in that when the reviewers came in I'd for the first two weeks of the show in fact I was in a sling <laughs> which I'll get to I guess in a minute but yeah I don't know it was a weird one and I just wanted to flag it up because it does I don't know if it's our insecurities or vanity as actors or whatever but like I was like why why aren't people going he was this he was that he was this i mean most of them were just like uh, one of them i didn't get at all just said a very knowing performance from lewis goody as orlando so that was weird um but other than that they were all positive and um so that was really uh, it gave me a boost uh, but like i say it, it 
I wanted more <laughs> for some reason. I, I, I suddenly had this opportunity to to show people how good I was or whatever, and or how good I think I am. And yeah, I wasn't. I was, you know, by far not the most mentioned person in the show, which sounds really fucking self-obsessed, I suppose. But you know, it was a it was a big role, and I don't know whether that says something about the roles as well, because you know. I can see why there's more interesting things to say about a the sort of um, I don't know what you'd call them like the sort of more obscure parts and leads um, as opposed to the romantic lead which is just a dude who falls in love with a chick and or in this case a chick who's dressed up as a dude and I don't know what I'm saying really I just I, I it's something to think about um was it something that I was doing or not doing and could I have made more of an impact? I don't think the reviews themselves bother me. It's like the fact that someone might have thought, oh, yeah, that was all right. Or that was good. And in my head, I wanted them to be going, that was fucking excellent. Well done. Here's an Oscar for a play. So, yeah, that was an interesting thing. So, on to the sort of more... Uh, to get the good news, the good the good vibes out of the way first, but then there were a few downs. So, starting with purely one of the most annoying fucking things was that I dislocated my shoulder uh, in, like, the last week of rehearsals or second to last week of rehearsals right at the end of the week. And... Then had to be in a sling for six weeks. It was fucking horrendous. I mean, we were we were in a fight, cool, doing the scene, and we didn't have a fight choreographer. Uh, we had a dance choreographer who was sort of chipping in on. And I'm not saying it's his fault, but he was chipping in with, you know, ideas about the fight, and we were sort of coming up with ideas about the fight. And I really do think that should be down to a professional because other you know these things can happen um so i think it's quite vital to know what you're going into and and it's definitely a question i'll be asking in the future if i'm going into a production that involves a fight and that i'm in directly involved in i will be asking you know what 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 um have you got set up in terms of a fight choreographer and is it going to be handled in a professional way because this wasn't particularly and i suffered the consequences in more than one way I had my shoulder dislocated which I've done before um, and they say it gets easier every time but I, I'm not finding that to be the case uh, also because A&E was so busy on that particular day when I got taken to the hospital my shoulder I didn't get seen for a few hours and my shoulder was hanging out of its socket for you know longer than it should have been um, and eventually got put back in and I was you know incapacitated for for the next six weeks in terms of using my right arm um so that kind of sucked and i do think it could have been avoided so it was good in a way because it gave me something to think about but bad because it affected me and my confidence uh but you know i went into rehearsals the next day even though i was told not to and uh because i i was you know, I still wanted to make this as good as I can, as good as I could, and I think I did all right. I mean, a couple of reviews did did mention that, but I think you know how could they not? Like the fucking main dude is in a sling and he beats up a wrestler and <laughs> all this kind of shit. So you know, whatever. But yeah, what wh- I think the main thing to take from it is it definitely relates to you know what a company is prioritizing and what they're doing with their money. 
in a play where you're getting paid the sort of min- below equity minimum um, to work full time and be off book at a certain time and there's a lot expected of you especially with a role as big as Orlando or Rosalind you know uh, it need it needs to be more thought out and the company need to you need to know you're going into the hands of people who are going to treat you properly or, or maybe it might just be down to inexperience but because uh, it's a fairly new company but it, there were th- you know we rehearsed in one of the best and what i believe is believed to be one of the most expensive rehearsal spaces in london yet we were getting paid less than equity minimum and when i dislocated my shoulder there was according to the lawyers of the company no reason for them to help me with rehabilitation uh, as i continue to go on through the show um so there was a uh, you know you need to know that the money that a company have it's being used in the right way. There were certain things we didn't have, props that we were promised that never came because of budget. There was, you know, uh, a dispute about train tickets at one point because of a fatality on the train and we're getting out to Windsor and apparently because of reasons out of our control, the actors, and that meaning one of the actors missed, could not get a train, had to find another way for the benefit of the show. And having done that, then was refused to be reimbursed for the money that he spent getting there, which he did end up getting reimbursed with because he fought it and um, stood up for himself, unlike myself with the, you know, physio for my shoulder dislocation. Yeah, so it it just doesn't... I now know that I need to... I now know some of the more important things that I need to be aware of before starting a show so I can have faith and trust fully in the company that's supposed to be looking after me anyway so that, that you know that was that i mean that, that so there there were a couple of downs with it and there's also a very heavy presence from the producer of a show which i'm also ex- experiencing now in a way on on a film that i'm doing and sometimes i think you know in, in experiences i've had elsewhere these people are not so heavily involved in the creative process which i think is good because it's not always understood what's you know they're they're coming from a very different place so i think those things ideally need to be quite separate i don't know this is a you know i'm only talking from very little experience so but it's just a thought i've had about it and when a producer comes to in in, comes into a rehearsal room and puts everyone on edge talking about people not being off book and you know anything else or or just having some sort of control issue because it's a more corporate position like you know actors sit on the floor or sit lay down or whatever and when you know when a producer comes in the room wants to speak to everyone if they come in and start ordering everyone to sit on chairs in a perfect circle it's it it puts everyone out a little bit and makes makes them feel like we're not in this this our space isn't sacred and not being respected even though we're trying to come up with the best work we can for your benefit or for the producer's benefit or whatever so yeah that's a bit weird it bummed me out a little bit i know i'm being shaded by a palm tree (laughs) how terrible but anyway yeah so that was that and i had an overall good experience i met some amazing people doing the job like there were some brilliant people involved i mean the actors were all top class there were some other you know and some of the company uh, the the crew, I guess, um, in the wrong world right now. The technicians and stage managers and that kind of thing were all 
on top of things and and very respectful and looked after us so that was great um and i had a wonderful time i accomplished a a, a job that i you know wasn't sure i would be able well I, i knew i'd be able to do it but you know i hadn't proved to myself that i'd done before um so it was nice to solidify that in my mind and it gave me a confidence boost for sure um and then also when you're doing a play it's great because you you have conversation when you're going into auditions and things like that so it's it's a one it's a wonderful thing it's been a wonderful thing for me um there was one major downside to the show after the show had finished that maybe I don't really need to talk about but how can I put this look after yourself and don't be threatened by people and especially when a show is finished and you're no longer under contract and you know and you've had if you've had a bad time there's no reason for you to not stand up for yourself and um you know you have to be treated properly basically this is so cryptic because i don't really want to put anyone right in the shit but um there you go it was good and um and then during the end of the, the towards the end of the play i got called in for a meeting with a with a with an agent and um that meeting went very well i had very good connection with that agent um it was my only comparison really for agents for me in in that i only have the agent that i have now and i hadn't met any others really well i've met a couple but the the dude that i met after this show was spot on and like just we connected and we understood each other and we i understood what i needed to do if we were going to work together to accomplish what i wanted and he understands what he needs to do in the same way so that's a if you can find that and have that connection don't just settle basically i don't i think is what i my advice to myself if you have a strong feeling that it's right then great um and this for me was um so I'm currently in the process of you know changing over and um and we'll see how things go in that respect um things were made a little bit not complicated but harder for me in that one of the self tapes that I did go up for while I was still with my previous agent um I was successful with and uh I went on holiday after I went to uh, after I did As You Like It and then when I came back from my, that holiday I found out that the director wanted to the director of one of the self-tapes director of the film of one of the self-tapes that I went up for wanted to meet with me over Skype and have a chat about the play and uh, about the story about the film and what how I saw it and what I wanted to do with it and yeah it was, it was really that was cool and then I, I got the bloody gig so that brings me to being in Ibiza sitting on a beach um, having been here for six days and not done a fucking thing apart from sit on the beach and chill the fuck out so there's good news and yeah I think that's probably due to you know doing a few of them and I've been helping Kai with self-tapes as well obviously she gets quite a lot of them and and I've been learning from seeing her do those things and I think that really helped me and well clearly something went right as I'm now here in Ibiza working so yeah 
The next pod will be very soon and probably under the title of something along the lines of my first movie as what this as that is what this is so uh yeah sorry this has been i, I feel like i've had a really sort of monotonous uh downward tone for this whole thing with t- peppered with embarrassment of being sat on a beach with a microphone but yes there you go i've done one it's a bit shaky but fuck it Next up, my first movie. Big love, people. Thank you so much for listening. If you still are, I'll be keeping an eye on you all to see if you have been listening to this valuable advice. Invaluable. I don't get that. Why do people say invaluable? This is valuable advice. Anyway, thank you so much once again. I'm going to watch the sunset with a beer now. (laughs) Peace and love, motherfuckers. Ciao. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.